The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, and in style tonight, man, wearing the tuxedo shirt. Love it. Um, AJ Abergarth. What is up, man? Hashtag festive. Hashtag award show. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that that's that's what we got, I guess. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, all right, so week 17, most of your all seasons are over, uh, but we are here. Not really going to do a whole lot of week 17 talk because most of you guys aren't playing, or at least you shouldn't be playing. If you are, best of luck to you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you half the time with these with this week, but uh, we'll, we'll get into a little week 17 news. Uh, but before we continue, I want to remind remind and ask everybody to subscribe and follow to us on youtube uh i would say periscope but that's going away soon uh you know if you're listening itunes spotify whatever you name it uh follow us like us rate us leave comments it all helps and uh we we appreciate you all for that so um aj why don't we get into our beer of the week man Yes. Mm, beer. All right. AJ, what you got? All right. Well, I am drinking one of my last individual other halves uh, that I picked up. It's a just other half Imperial India Pale Ale. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a magic eye thing or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Silver can, white and green label. 10%. Yum. I, I, I like it. Uh, so mine's a uh, an other half. Uh, it's dusted. It's an Imperial IPA. 8%er. That's pretty good. It's like space blown up or something like that there. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I actually has a black tab. I've never seen a black tab on a can. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, mine mine um, does as well. So uh yeah i gave it a, a four and a half on untapped it's, it's one of it's one of the good ones i've actually got two left over in my fridge that i've been saving for the shows and um so i will actually be pulling out both of these tonight so it'll be a good time something fun Ooh. in style uh we're wearing uh wearing our wearing our dress-up clothes for the for the last show here so you want to get to it man you want to get to our our Yes. Yes? Okay. <laughs> you sound super excited, going, man. I'm going to be a man of many words tonight. Yeah, you, you sound you sound exhausted putting kids to bed, it sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's, week, uh, yeah. That, that's most of it, yes. But yeah, um, week, before before we get into this, let's let's just take a minute here and a little, little reverse here. We cannot forget that my co-host, Mr. Pac-Man Jacket here, 
finished number three overall on Fantasy Pros for in-season rankings. So we've got to thank you, thank you. Get those get those coattails uh, lengthened so I can continue to ride on them for years to come. Um, I do not do rankings because I don't think they have numbers that go that high. Uh, <laughs> but yes, big congrats. Uh, definitely well deserved, well earned. A lot of work that you put into it every year. Um, you were top five last year. Now you're top three. I was, so. I was fifth. This is one from last year. I'm getting well, another year, one. <laughs> next year it'll be uh, top one. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's don't a lot. Know. A lot of people involved to be able to repeat. Man, it's it's uh, that's that's tough to do. I don't know if I could be a Sean Connor and, and win three. We, <laughs> you know, do that well that many times in a row. That, that'd be tough. But um, yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I basically ignore my family all Sunday, so uh, I'm I'm thanking them <laughs> for this. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, it's fun to do. I, I hope I, I helped everybody helped everybody out that that uh, that you know follows me and 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 you know looks at my rankings every week. So um, yeah, it's it's awesome, and I'm honored to be up there with with all of those phenomenal names. You know, the guys have been doing it longer than me. And are on much more prestigious websites than me. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's just fun to look at my name up there with with all of them. You know, two years in a row now, so it's it's awesome. So, who knows if it'll continue? But I hope it does. Um, I mean, week seventeen here. Let, let's jump into let's jump into this um, just real quick. Look, basically, what it comes down to with week seventeen is. <laughs> Figuring out who's going to play and who's going to play the whole game. Good luck figuring that one out. But at, at least of now, we know a bunch of guys are missing due to COVID. So we've got Kamara. Um, we've got uh, and his running back mate, Latavius Murray, also out. So that, that'll be fun. I, I don't actually know who the third running back is for the Saints. I didn't look it up. Oh boy, yeah. So uh, Jeff's telling me it's Dwayne Washington, but he's on COVID too. So it's Ty Montgomery. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Anyway, um, game, we got Ebron, Keenan Allen's out, Cooper Cup is out, Fitzpatrick is out, and then also for the Steelers, we've got T.J. Watt and Hayden out on defense, uh, and then the Cleveland coaching staff apparently got a bunch of COVID cases. So that that that. Cleveland Pittsburgh game is going to be real interesting. Although I'm super heavily favoring Cleveland in that game because at least they're going to have their players. <laughs> the Steelers not so much because they are also resting Big Ben. So that's just like, yeah, we we know how that goes. When Big Ben doesn't sit, you can't rely on those receivers either. So they drop like a rock. Um, good luck with you guys, Juju and Claypool and, and Deontay Johnson. Um, on the Chiefs, you know, they're resting Hill and Mahomes, and they're probably going to rest Kelsey and some other guys too. I didn't see the news on that officially, but let's be real. Those guys aren't going to play much more if they do like a couple a couple series, if anything. Um, injury sides, we've got Miles Sanders, Goddard, Djax, they're out. Golden Tate is out, not that that matters. But Cam Akers, he's a game-time decision. Um, I mean, he could be a big boost for, for people because, you know, we know uh, Henderson's dealing with the ankle sprain, so Akers could really get a even bigger workload than he normally would, I guess, if, if you want to call it that. And then, you know, Goff not being there, they're going to they're gonna lean on that run game big time. Galladay, 
what else is new? Watkins, he's out, but I think they're just saving him type of thing. Uh, Cole Beasley is out. Julio's out. DJ Shark is out. I could probably go on. I just stopped looking because it's just exhausting to look at all the players that they've just like ruled out because they just don't care this week. <laughs> so, what exactly are they saving Watkins for? Playoffs. Okay. I mean, like they're not going to try to re-aggravate the injury. I guess make it worse than it could be. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Does that does that make more? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, just spot on. Like he performs in week one of the playoffs, and then or week one, and then he performs in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it comes down to. Everybody gets super duper excited about him after you know week one or week two or three or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's and then no, I never touch him because he does the same thing every year. So anyway. Let's have some fun here, man. Uh, last show of the year. We're going to get our last show of this football season, I should say. First show of the year. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. We're going to give it our 2020 Fantasy Football Awards. And we're going to start off right off, the bat, right off the bat here and give out our Ryan Leaf QB Bust Award. And I'll be honest, there weren't a lot of QB busts. Like, there was a lot of guys, you know, yeah, they, they underperformed. A lot of it was injury-related. That kind of thing, Drew Brees. Uh, but the one that stuck out to me or to us was Lamar Jackson. And yeah, he came on strong at the end, but he did not help fantasy owners throughout the, the bulk of the season. Uh, I believe after week nine, he was like QB 15 or 16. This guy was drafted in round two or three in most leagues. Um, and in Scott Fishbowl, he was drafted as QB one, two, or overall one, two, or three is what I meant to say. Uh, I got him a third overall, and he killed me. Um, there's no other way around it. So, there's underperformed most of the year. Came on strong at the end. I think the the Ravens finally realized, uh, yeah, in order to really open up this offense and make Lamar click and Malcolm Brown be something, they've got to run the ball four out of every five times and it works because that's just how their offense runs. So Lamar finishing QB nine was actually way better than I thought he was going to finish. And that's according to the fantasy pros and depending on your scoring format, you know, it could be better or worse, but um, I mean, still the, the, the value you got in return from, from him did not match up. And the, the draft capital you paid for him was enormous. I mean, Jeff and I were talking before the show, you could have had Aaron Jones in the third round when you, when you picked Lamar, like it would have been enormous. And then you could have picked anybody else at quarterback much, much, much later that finished ahead of him or even just right around him. And he would have been much better off. So yeah, taking Lamar early this year was a colossal mistake. And um, yeah, so that's why he's my bust. So yeah, my uh, my honorable mention here, uh, real quick, would just be um, Mr. Matt Stafford, uh, and obviously that's for for personal reasons, um, uh, in in for both of us, I yes. believe, um, in in a couple of leagues. He's missing Galladay all year, so I'll give him a little pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still put up fairly decent numbers overall, but not what we were expecting. So, 
he's my my honorable mention for that one. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't hate that one because yeah, you and I were both super high on him. So yeah, unfortunate. So, all right, well, our our Peyton Manning QB MVP award this year goes to Mister Discount Double Check himself, Rogers. The cheesehead has come out of uh, pasteurization, I guess. I don't know. And dominated. I, I mean, did did you own Rodgers in any leagues this year? No. I mean, how much did we talk about how I hated him? Also, I was yes. like, I was off him because the last two seasons, he's been super underwhelming. He has like two or three big blow-up games. And it really inflates his overall value. But other than that, like he was bad. I owned him. La- I had him last year in at least one team. And yeah, I loved that like 40 point game. He got me one time. But other than that, it was like, Ugh. all right, fine. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, I-, I pass on him. In fact, we gave uh, who was it? Garrick. A lot of crap for drafting him. Like I think he drafted him like QB seven in our fantasy six pack, like friends and family, friends in a staff league, and we were all like, "Whoa!" Like you drafted him a lot ahead of a lot of guys, and then I took Josh Allen later in that round and was like, "You should have drafted Josh Allen," and he bet me, and I, I, like just didn't even, I didn't take it, but I should have now. But it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. He bet me that Rodgers was going to have more fancy points at the end of the year than Josh Allen. And I'll tell you, man, for a while there, I thought I would have gotten smashed on that trade. And at the very end, um, uh, you know, Josh Allen had like, what, three monster weeks at the end of the year here to, to, yeah. to just pass him and, and just supplant himself. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers proved all the doubters wrong, man, even without any receiving core, except for Devontae, of course. He, uh, yeah, he took him at the. 612 turn pick 61271 and he took him at 612 uh after I mean obviously Mahomes, Lamar, Russ, Dak, Kyler, Deshaun, Rodgers. Yeah. So that could be this could be 8. Yeah. 7 or 8. Yeah. So I knew it was up there. And then I, I took Allen right after him. Uh yes yep yep so yeah I gave him a lot of crap for that pick but he was right man he was spot on and he uh, he made the playoffs and I didn't yep. he made a lot of other better picks than me apparently <laughs> so <clears throat> all right man uh Lawrence Phillips running back bust award had a couple guys here so we had Fournette give him a little bit of a pass because his ADP was a little inflated overall because you know for 99 percent of the preseason he was on the jags and we all thought he was going to be on the jags so i gave that a pass uh james connor horrible went on the field but i'll give that a pass because he was hurt Gurley was a real close one here um you know but i don't think anybody was really expecting him to like blow up but uh he 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 started off pretty hot but it was mainly touchdown dependent but then the touchdowns fell off he got injured so i gave that a pass the last two here, Kenny Drake and Edward Delaire, super close. We had to have a tiebreaker between the three of us to finally make the decision. Drake was a middle to late round pick in most leagues, sometimes early second round pick. Um, 
finished as RB14. So kind of returned a little bit better value than Elaire, who at the very tail end of the preseason skyrocketed to an ADP of like middle first round, late first round, but then actually finished lower than Drake. So at Clyde's Edward Hilaire is our bus award. Um, do I think he's talented? Sure. Do I think he's what everybody thought he was going to be with the Chiefs? No. Um, they just didn't. I don't know if it's that they didn't really utilize the running game as well or if he couldn't handle it. Um, it was it was really hard to tell, but that I mean that passing offense was so good this year with Kelsey and Hill, and you know whoever the third receiver was that week for the Chiefs, it switched every single week. Um, but Edwards Alaire, you know, had had a lot of helium going into the season, and I didn't touch him. I didn't think he returned first round value, um, but a lot of people did, and so that's why he becomes our bust award. Yeah. Uh, hard to hard to disagree with that, and like we said, had a lot of uh, a lot of picks there, but we'll chalk it up with him. All right, so our Ladanian Tomlinson running back MVP award goes to. There's a couple of people we had here as well, but we're gonna go ahead and give it to Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people would say Kamara because of his Week 16 was ridiculous, um, and I have a uh, little. Story I'll I'll dive into later regarding that, mm-hmm. but um, Cook was phenomenal this year, uh, and, and I'm kicking myself for keeping CMC over him in my home league. Um, both would have been first rounders as keepers, but clearly, on paper, they both would have been had one of them stayed healthy all season long, um, and the other one did. Um, Maybe against uh, common common thought, but he earned it, man. Did you uh, do you have anything with Cook going on this year? I mean, Cook really just uh, I, I I wasn't involved with him this year. I had him in one league, um, was able to draft him, and I actually I, I did really well in the league. I scored a lot of points, but and I made the playoffs, and they got knocked out. I was one of those teams that. You know, boohoo, right? But I, I scored a lot of points. I scored the second most amount of points, but had the most points scored against me. And then, of course, week one of the playoffs, I played, you know, a team who scored like 190 points. And I was like, what the hell do I do against this? Like, it's just incredible. It kept happening all season. It happened the first week of the playoffs. You know, but Cook, Cook was amazing for me. You know, and he was just steady and consistent all, all year. You know, of course, except for the game he missed. But, um, you know, Kamara was up and down. That's why that's why we picked Cook over Kamara up and down, you know, the Taysom Hill experiment in the, you know, when when Breeze was hurt, you know, did not help Kamara at first. They finally got into a groove together. But then as soon as Breeze came back, we saw what Kamara could do. So it might have been different if Breeze had been healthy all season. But Cook was just, you know, steady as a rock all, all year long and even better than Derrick Henry. So I, who I think is a is a close third on this list. So. That's yeah. that's what I would say about Cook. So, um, I'm going to give out the wide receiver bust award. So, Justin Blackman wide receiver bust award. I'm going with DJ Shark. Uh, I, you know, maybe not totally his fault because he had QB issues himself. You know, Minshew got hurt, and then they just straight up benched him because they were trying to win. <laughs> they were basically trying to win Trevor Lawrence, and it worked. Uh, but DJ Shark, man, like you know, even early on, he was getting a lot of volume, but only catching it. Well, actually. 
very, very early on, he wasn't even getting a ton of volume. He just happened to catch everything that went his way, and he was catching touchdowns. So that held his value up. Uh, I did an article for Fantasy Pros, a little snippet there where I, where I picked a, a sleeper for next year, and my pick was EJ Shark, who I think is going to kind of plummet because of this year, but I don't think he should. Um, you know, right now I'm seeing his his draft ranking or his ADPs for for next year drafts being like wide receiver 35 to 40. Like, <laughs> I'm snatching that up probably a round or two earlier than that. Like, no way he's going to get Trevor Lawrence and he's going to be phenomenally better. Um, you know, we know how talented this guy is when he's got the ball in his hands, but he's just dealt with crap quarterbacks, lack of volume, lack of good volume, lack of good targets. Uh, what was it? Glennon and Luton combined, I think, through 68% catchable targets toward him or, or overall. That's terrible. Minshew's not, not that great done. either. He's 76%. Um, but he's at least like middle of the pack with like your standard starting quarterbacks. Those guys are down there in the bottom feeders of like backups who shouldn't be on the field very much. So Shark just, you know, unfortunately, though, people were just relying on volume with him. And even though he had the volume, he couldn't come up with it. Not totally his fault, but still, he's a bust. Yep, absolutely. All right. So the next receiver we have here is the Randy Moss wide receiver MVP award. Uh, And this came down to... uh, to two guys as well, but ended up being a consensus pretty easily, I think, once we all discussed it. And that is Mr. Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, he was one of our bros in a different area code this year, coming into Buffalo, getting out of the the toxicity that half self caused in uh in Minnesota. Um you know, I mean he really made Josh Allen's season what it was this year. He was a huge, huge help for that. And not not to take anything away from Allen. Uh, I mean, he's always been kind of the gunslinger and, and good with his feet, too. But now that he finally had a bona fide number one receiver on this team, I mean, it was clear cut on how well he did. And I just think Diggs really came in and, you know, maybe changed his own attitude a little bit as well. Um, I, at least of the games I saw, he didn't have a lot of the, you know, me, me, me attitude that he, he had in Minnesota. Um, I mean, I'm sure he was uh, a little, you know, a little of that came and, and went, but the team is winning. They're obviously, uh, on their way to the playoffs. Um, first place in the division for first time in a really, really, really long time. And, you know, he took that frustration out for Buffalo on new England last weekend. So that's why he gets our award. Yeah, absolutely. That was a phenomenal, like I, I I wasn't, I wasn't on him at all this year. I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought with, with Josh Allen being super inconsistent and, and, um, inaccurate down the field, I thought that Diggs was going to suffer there because that's his game. He likes to catch the deep ball, you know, you know, deep down the field. And, and Allen just wasn't accurate. But Allen stepped up big time. You know, maybe it was because of Diggs. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was a combination of two. I think Allen really improved. But Diggs really helped out in that fact that, you know, he just 
is a difference maker on, on in the wide receiver game and and uh you know both both him and John Allen when or John Brown when when John Brown was on the field uh, were phenomenal all year long so I was off of both of them because I didn't I didn't think John Brown could thrive with with Diggs there and I was dead wrong although I, at least I picked up Allen in like three leagues and that worked out pretty well so <laughs> wasn't yeah. totally wrong I guess so all right, uh, our tight end bust award, the Dwayne Allen tight end bust award. I mean, it's really all of them, not named Kelsey or Waller. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, – it's tough, man. It's a tie between Zach Ertz and, and Higby for me. Like, I know Hurts was, was, was injured most of the year, but even when he was on the field, he was being outplayed by Goddard uh, and then Higby – I uh, just don't even talk to me about Higby. I drafted him in way too many places. <laughs> I'm not happy with you. Um, just total no show except for one game in like what week three? I feel like it was. Uh, it, it wasn't good, man. Uh, so tight end was just kind of a crapshoot all year long outside of the top couple. Um, so and, and honestly, if you drafted Kelsey. You know, early, I think you you did very well in most of your leagues because he finished very well. As we're going to get into here, so <laughs> yeah, uh, the only uh, other potential. Uh, wow, what, uh, do we have him in there later? I'm just trying to scan down here. Uh, we did not. Um, Kittle, obviously, another yeah, guy that but was injured. drafted really high, but you know, he missed the time for the injury, so it's not you know not too much you can do about that, but. Um, it always sucks to have a, a high draft pick go down early. So, um, but yes, going into the Tony Gonzalez tight end MVP award, um, nobody not named Kelsey or Waller, uh, would be the, the ones here, but we're, we're going with Kelsey clearly. I mean, he finished sixth best non quarterback player in half PPR sixth. Incredible. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. Michael, um, Michael Tomlin, I'm sorry. You were right. You you told me I should have drafted him early. And you were 100% right. I didn't listen to you. <laughs> he he was well worth the draft cost. Um, you know, I, I didn't take him in one of my leagues. He would have been a first-round keeper. I felt like that was a bit of a reach, especially at the first overall pick. Um, so I don't think he would have been that pick but definitely worth late first round early second and you know him and Mahomes just have such a great chemistry you know he's he's really the I don't want to say the only receiver there he can trust but he's the most trusted receiver there by far um you know the other guys just kind of have a couple of games here and there. And then, you know, the following week it's going to be this guy. And then the next week it's, it's, you know, Robinson and then Hardman. I mean, it's, it's a scary to say this. It's a little like new England um, in the fact that you see so many different players stepping up in a given week, but he is the constant and it's kind of what we saw with Gronk in his prime with Brady. Um, you know, when he was the go-to Edelman's obviously always been there, but Kelsey's phenomenal, phenomenal talent, and deserves everything he's got. So, 
And I still probably won't draft him next year unless I have like the last pick in the first round. It's just one of those things. I just don't do it with tight ends, but uh, maybe one year. All right. So we added, we added an award this year, called it the Gale Sayers rookie of the year. It was close, man. A lot of good rookies this year. I didn't really expect it. We had Justin Herbert who finishes QB 10. And even didn't even play the first game. Justin Robinson, RB4. Nobody really knew that this guy was going to play until, like, what, the last week of the preseason. Um, but our ultimate winner was Justin Jefferson, wide receiver 7. Um, super close. I mean, like, coin flip, really, between Robinson and, and Jefferson, I'd, I'd say. Right, right, AJ? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to to really narrow this one down, um, but yeah, I, I Jefferson just you didn't necessarily think he was gonna get this much hype, and he really didn't get the chance right away either. Robinson was pretty much the guy from week one, um, but Jefferson, I mean, he had so many games where he basically filled in for digs and, and did so very adamantly, you know, or admirably. Um, and, and that was one of the things we kind of wondered about and talked about early on in the season. Is there going to be a stopgap here? You know, is it Jefferson? Is it, you know, BC Johnson um, who basically faded after uh, Jefferson finally took off um, and you did yeah. hear from him again and you didn't need to. So, I think it's a, a pretty easy. It's hard to not take a quarterback with the the rookie of the year, but in fantasy you don't have to, man. Like in the NFL, yeah. you, you feel like this is the way it's got to go for the most part, and you know, I get it. Uh, but yeah, Jefferson was just such a monster down this. You know, once he got that starting gig, he just ran with it, man. He was incredible. You could rely on him week in week out. Same thing with Robinson. We we said it time and time again, even on the. Uh, the, the last call podcast with Dave Eddy and then Jeff filled in, uh, thankfully, the last few weeks. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for that. You know, it was just no matter what the game script was for Jacksonville, they just handed Robinson the ball. Um, the, the, one, the one thing I wonder, and I think this will be a big question going into the next season, will be, you know, they'll draft Trevor Lawrence, right? So maybe the offense will open up a little bit more. They'll rely on the passing game a little bit more. They're going to want to develop Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, so how much does Je- does Justin Robinson get the ball? Um, is he going to get the ball as much as he got this year? I'm not really sure that's going to happen. And I, I, So I think Robinson might be one of those guys that, depending on where his ADP goes, I might be passing on him just because I'm not really sure it's going to be quite the same workload, but that'll be a lot of investigation and analysis over the off season and things like that. And we'll see how this offense plays. Hopefully we get a preseason this year. Not preseason is awesome, but um, it, it still at least gives us a look at what these teams are going to do. We had none of it this year and that, that really sucked. So, yeah. All right, I wanted to do a couple fun ones here, and I asked on Twitter the last couple of days, got some stories in. So we have our, our 
best bad beat story, if you want to call it best, maybe worst bad beat story, if you want to call it. And then we have our best championship story. So start with our best bad beat story. AJ, I feel like you've got one of these. Uh, I do. Um, do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, go ahead you and do to... yours first. I've got one too, so go ahead. All we'll, right. we'll do ours and then we'll so, share our, our... Just make it quick. <laughs> yeah, so my home league this year, uh, my team did not uh, meet expectations of perfection that I have coming into every year. Um, but the my new nemesis is uh, the guy who beat me in last year's championship. And surprisingly, his team was super solid um again this year he had the most points overall and also the most points against which i don't know if anyone has done that in my league before um so that was impressive enough but he still finished third um took me out again in the first round okay fine whatever i didn't really have any business being there anyway but he moves on in the semis to face uh the the number one seed he lost by 1.13 points 173.83 to 172.70 so Mm -hmm. then he's busted out no no stat corrections nothing moves into the third place game and plays uh friend of fantasy six-pack writer mr dennis sosick shout out dennis Number 28 on Fantasy Pros, by the way, this year. Congrats, brother. Absolutely. Um, slides into this third place game against Dennis. Um, and I'm sorry, Dennis finished first place. Um, the guy he lost to was the second place team. So he goes playing two and one in the third place. He loses the third place game 175 71 to 175 42. I mean, and wow. he had Kamara in the last. He had three. Kamara and still lost. Ouch. Still lost by point two nine points. Oh. So that's less than uh, one and a half points, and he he didn't get any of the playoff money. Granted, oh, he got he got money for gosh. getting most points in the regular season and winning for the high score weeks. Cronin, my boy. Sorry, man, but that that hurts. That's rough. So That's... at least he got some of his money back. But so Oof. ours is my my story. Real quick is is in our league. Uh, going into the last week of the season, I win. I'm in. I win. I'm in. I've got the tiebreaker over. Uh, I think it was. I don't remember who it was. I had a tiebreaker over the next team because my points were, were high enough, right? Um, so all I needed was a win. I go into Monday Night Football, Browns versus Ravens. Or... No, yeah. Brown, no Browns... Ravens? No, Browns versus... I forget who it was. Anyway, the Browns are struggling all game. Not really doing much. Uh, not even running. The guy I'm playing, I'm up by like 14 and a half going into the game. Guy I'm playing as Nick Chubb, and I'm going, I, I'm going into the game thinking I'm going to get smashed. Like, I'm out, right? Doesn't even matter. Um, and and uh, <laughs> actually, 
Sorry, I mixed up my leagues. I bet you, there's two. There's two bad beats, but I'm only going to tell this one. Semi, semi, this is actually semifinals. My dynasty league. I'm up. I'm up by like 14 and a half, 147 points to like 140. You know, whatever, 130 something at this point. The guy is Chubb. Uh, four minutes ago, Chubb has done like eight points worth of damage on me, and I'm going, "Oh, well, I got this." Then. They're they're marching down the field. They're marching down the field, but it's not with Chubb. It's with Hunt. And you know how the Browns do this? They swap guys, right? They swap Hunt, Chubb, Hunt, Chubb, Hunt, Chubb. That seems to be what they've been doing, and that's what they did all game. Third, third and two. Chubb, Hunt goes out. Chubb comes in, and I go, no, 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 no. Four and a half minutes to go on Monday night. Chubb scores a touchdown. Six and a half points. Bam. Puts me puts me out by point three two. I didn't make the I didn't make the finals of my dynasty league. Lost about three hundred dollars off of it. Um, I would have gotten smashed in the finals because the guy in the finals had Kamara and Mike Evans, so there would have been no chance. But I still would have won another another three hundred dollars off of it. So. Pretty pissed off about that one. I did. I will say I don't remember the scenario, but I do remember losing to Lepresto in the F six P league to knock me out of the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if I would have done much in the playoffs. My team kind of sucked, but uh, was not happy about that. I remember there being like a weird thing, and I was pissed off to the Lepresto for like beating me. But um, anyway, so the bad beat listener story uh, comes from. Steven Van Tassel um, <laughs> at Steve VT33. I lost my playoff semifinal on a coin flip after I tied my opponent. I'm the league commissioner, but just took over this year. We have regular season ties and no fractional scoring. I mean, that's got to get fixed. Realized after losing the coin flip that there was a tiebreaker setting and I would have won if we used it. <laughs> no oh. idea how many good ones I got. This one That's was like, rough. you screwed yourself? Like, okay, <laughs> you win. <laughs> I I feel for you, Steve. Uh, oh, I, I screwed myself this year again in the home league by making the change of moving people that were out. Uh, off of the ability to go to the IR because uh. I extended the IR for COVID thinking, oh, well, it'll be fine. You know, I'll, we'll just have all these COVID guys. Yeah, no, I, my entire team was just out all the time and I couldn't bench them or do any. It sucked. So that that hurt my season. But yeah, trying to be uh, more friendly to the league and I screwed myself. Yeah, That'll be that changed sucks. next year. <laughs> yeah. That will be put back to a chain. So I, I don't have any recent like good stories. I have old ones, so I'm not going to share them. I think we should just move on here. Do you have any like good, like maybe last couple of year good championship stories? Not just like you know I won the league, blah blah blah. Like you win the league, you win the league. Like, but it's got to be like something awesome that happened. But I didn't have any good ones that I could think of that were like past 2012. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the only the only thing that I would have, and it's not really championship, but would be last year uh, in a in a work league that I was doing with a couple other guys. We were all like co-managers or 
whatever. Um, our team was terrible, and we we kept digs. Team just sucked. We had one win going into like the last, I think, into week twelve, and we beat this guy that we're friendly with, um, and that knocked him out of the playoffs. That second win for us, we end up winning the last week and then we end up facing him again in the playoffs in the toilet bowl and knocked him out of the toilet bowl and ended up winning the toilet bowl so we won 50 bucks back and the first pick <laughs> so that's kind of cool it was <laughs> i'll take that that's yeah, a much mean, better yeah, story it, than i've got so far so that, that's really all i have it's like yeah toilet no, bowl. All, all good so our our best uh championship story, great I'll, I'll admit we got way more bad beat stories and i get it those are more memorable for people um i don't remember my wins as much as i remember my like terrible losses because <laughs> they just they hurt man they hurt they hurt way bad um the best the best championship story we got was from brett mason in week five i was in 11th place made a trade for eckler and then picked up justin herbert how justin herbert wasn't owned by that point i have no idea but congrats snuck in as the sixth seed and then won the league Look, if there isn't a lesson to be learned here about this, never give up. Like, holy crap. Um, this is it right here. This is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> we say it all the time. Like, week five, week six, you could be one and four. So don't, don't stop. You can you can crawl into the playoffs and win. How many times did the sixth and fifth seeds win? All the freaking time. Injuries happen. You yeah. guys get, like, players that are hurt on your team at that point get hot. Or but you know whatever just something it it happens football like it's gonna be weird right <laughs> stuff's gonna happen so uh, yeah that was a that was the best one I I, I got so uh, congrats to uh, Brett for for winning that award uh, and uh, yeah yeah rest of your league needs to wake up next year <laughs> so let's move on here to our sleeper app award for best late draft pick. And uh, we've kind of alluded to it. James Robinson. I mean, like this guy basically went undrafted and we have an award for that, but we saved it for other people, but he was like around 14 pick when all said and done in, in, in ADP. So we went with James Robinson here. Look, this, this guy was a monster and I, I'm going to say it. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I told, I told lots of, lots of people asked me, you know, should I, should I blow all my fab on this guy? How much fab? And I was like, I don't know, maybe 30, 40%. And most of those people I'm guessing did not get him, uh, after like week one or even before the season. I look, I thought Armstead was coming back. I thought Ozigbo was coming back way early. I didn't know James Robinson was going to be the only really healthy good running back on this team for the entire season. Just about. So apologize for that. But hey, I at least ate my own words and didn't do it in my league. So um, that's not gonna make you feel any better. But yeah, James Robinson was was amazing. Uh, he just RB four at the end of the year. So incredible. You don't see that a lot from undrafted guys. No, that's uh, that's phenomenal effort there. So moving on to the Reggie White Award for the best value defense slash special teams. We had a couple teams listed here, but again, give it a coin flip 
and we went with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, nobody, nobody was going after the Dolphins this year. Not even really. Yeah, aside from best ball. Yes, yes, we know, Jeff. Or if you needed to pick up a defense for $300 on DraftKings um, in a given week early in the season. Okay, fine. Throw in Miami because I spent all my money on everybody on the Packers or whatever. But (laughs) Miami literally was this year's San Francisco. I mean, they, they came in. They were just nobody wanted anything to do with them after last season. It showed they went undrafted. They were barely owned. You know, they were always a potential streaming option that you didn't really want to stream early on. But then they just started playing really, really well. And, you know, they were getting you points and people started looking at it. And it's like, well, okay, maybe, maybe I am going to go after the Dolphins, you know, and they had (laughs) two, two tough games to start the season as it was against, you know, in New England, then Buffalo, then they went to Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. We see that, that that's a given. No, no surprise there that they're going to put up points against Jacksonville. Come back home, do nothing against Seattle. Yep, same old Dolphins. San Fran, Jets, 15 points apiece. Um, and this is looking at Sleeper and one of my random leagues. Then they're on their bye. The Rams, huge game. Huge game against the Rams. 25 points. Arizona, another 10 spot. Uh, Chargers and Denver, both fairly down games. Jets again, another 14 spot. Cincy, 14 spot. I mean, it's just double digit, double digit, double digit. An 11 against KC, and then a 12 against New England, who pretty much sucked at the end. I mean, of the they year, finished so. with the defense, the second ranked defense in fantasy, according to the fantasy pros. Like, and they were undrafted in every single league outside of like yeah. super deep leagues or best ball leagues. Like, they just they were. I mean, they were ignored, and for good reason. They were atrocious last year, and uh, yeah. So they they literally finished, and and again, this is which this random league I'm looking at. Um, they finished with 58 fantasy points in 2019, and they already have 156 points in 2020 with a game to go. <laughs> so they should surpass. By a hundred points, what they did last year. That's that's phenomenal, and it's yeah, nearly right now it's over two hundred points less against. They nearly doubled their sacks, um, close to doubling forced fumbles, tripled their fumble recoveries, uh, pretty close in interceptions. Um, I mean, they're just, they they just came out and showed up every week. So kudos to them. Yeah, they they were incredible. Um, So moving on here, our Jermarcus Russell Award for the biggest draft bust. Kudos Mm. to Jeff on pointing this one out. Cam Newton. I I had a little bit of trouble picking one. I had kind of an injury guy, but he pointed out Cam Newton. And yes, Cam Newton had COVID. You know, so he missed some missed some time with that. But look, Cam Newton started off hot with all those rushing touchdowns and you know that kind of stuff. But overall, man, his ADP 
his ADP went into the QB1 territory. And people were really stoked and really hyped on him after he signed with <clears throat> with New England. And, and like I, for one, didn't buy it. Um, I, I just didn't. Never the last couple of years, I just haven't really thought Cam was, was that great of a, Q, a QB. You moved to a New England team that didn't have a lot of weapons. I mean, let's be real. Like Julian Edelman was kind of it, and of course Julian Edelman gets hurt. That doesn't help him at all. But like the running game, yeah, Damian Harris was fine once they finally gave him the ball. But I mean, he's not he's not scaring people. Uh, the rest of that receiving core is not good. Um, the team just wasn't good this year. Um, missed the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Cam Newton finished his QB 20. So you're talking about a guy who was being drafted probably as early as 9, 10, 11, at least. You know, that, that's around his range of where he was going for the most part. Um, finished almost bottom of the QB 2 range. That, that's not good. And that's with a hot start. Yeah. So his the last, like, Seven, eight weeks of the season were not good to Cam, if not longer than that. Um, I don't have his game log up, but I know that. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, he has. He had a really hot start to the season. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. And just pointing out, yeah, yeah. He had, he had a, like a good chunk of games under a hundred yards passing. So like it was all his legs and his, you know two yard rushes into the end zone. I mean, that's, that's what saved his season at all. So it's all Cam, touchdowns. Yeah. Cam that, that is, last is a guy couple. that I want nothing to do with going forward. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's our bust this year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at, at his games, I mean, obviously he started off real hot, um, had a meh game against Vegas. Didn't even play against KC. Um, coming out I mean, of the bye, nothing. I mean, I mean, it's thankfully, just, it's just you probably drafted him late enough that you, you know, <laughs> that you went out and got somebody else. You know, you probably, you know, as as we said many times on this show in the preseason. Look, if you're not going to go grab one of those first two, three quarterbacks, you've got to go back up whoever you have. Yeah. So hopefully people listened and they, you know, they went out and reached on a cam, you know, reach at that point was, was tough to say. Nobody really knew, but if you took a chance on cam, you needed to back him up with somebody, somebody else. You had to go get two quarterbacks. The only guys I didn't think you needed to take two quarterbacks for were Mahomes. We were right. Lamar. We were wrong. Half the time, although who's sitting Lamar for almost anybody at this point, you know, because you weren't going to be able to get, you know, look, you weren't going to get, you weren't getting Lamar and Allen. You weren't getting Lamar and Rodgers. You weren't getting Lamar and Wilson, right? You weren't getting those guys. So you were getting Lamar and Stafford. Well, that didn't work. (laughs) You know, like, so again, if you took one of those, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 quarterbacks, you had to back them up. I felt like that, that had to be the strategy. And I think that's going to be the strategy going forward next year. Cause those guys have way more question marks than the guys above them. So, you know, you just got to play, you, you gotta, you gotta play it safe. Cause there's going to be enough people that are going to own two quarterbacks in the league now, because streaming within your own roster has become a thing. 
Yeah. And so that's that's the way he's got to go. So, you know, Cam Newton, well, he just he was a big draft bust this year. He's a, he was a big one. So congratulations. You got that Jamarcus Russell trophy. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on to our Arian Foster Award for the best undrafted player. This one came down to, again, two guys. Um, had to settle on Robert Tanyan. I, I mean... Tanyan? Oh, no, no. Tanyan. Ta- right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tanyan. 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 Tony Tanyan. Ann. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just messing. He, he's who again? And, and he just showed up. Don't you mean Jay Sternberger? Oh, shit. Wait. Is that who we were trying to name the uh, the Kobe Fleener Award after? Uh, but yeah, uh, how how much hype did he get coming into what? this season? How much? Granted, Wait, he what? had some injury issues and whatnot. Um, but Tonian finished as the number four tight end uh, in in full PPR, number three in standard. I mean, that says a lot. Uh, granted, he had a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he's had a touchdown every week since week 11. Sorry, since week 10. 11 through 15, he's scored. Uh, I, I don't know. What's what's not to like there? So, yeah, Tony was, was a great pickup, undrafted guy. Uh, you know, I know some of the, you know, some, sh- some sharps were on him, but. Look, nobody really was. So uh, it was, it was. <laughs> Tanya was a guy that, like, even even after he did it for like a week, I was like, I don't know. Like, let's we'll, we'll see what happens. Because, like, look, let's be real. Like, Tanya Rogers doesn't really use his tight ends as much, and this year he just just peppered Tanya to death, man. So, like, and it was phenomenal. So. Yeah, if, if you were able to to snag him up, especially if you missed on a tight end, if, which if you didn't get Kelsey or Walker or whatever, Waller, Waller, thank you. Uh, if you didn't get Kelsey or Waller, like you were playing hit or miss, but you know you were playing roulette with your tight end pretty much every week. Tunyon, like you would could rely on him most weeks out of not. It wasn't Kelsey level reliability, but nobody got there. But yeah. Tunyon was. Was really really good, so yeah, I still like Beasley a lot though. But Tunyon, uh, Tunyon takes the cake. So, all right, I think you added one, one more here. So I, let's, I've let's added, do this. I've added a couple more here. You're not gonna have a slide, Jeff. Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> uh, sorry, AJ screwing us up. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Right quick. Um, all right, so this one is uh. Paying some some homage to our friend of the show, Mr. Bob Long. This is the Bob Long Mr. Consistency Award. Um, And I'm giving this one, and I would assume you guys would agree, to Devontae Adams. You know, top one or two receiver taken in most drafts. Um, Obviously for good reason. Yes, he missed some time. Um, really, only two games um, tied in with the bye week. So three through five, he was gone, and most of week two. Um, but between week two and week fifteen, are the only two games this season where he's posted 
less than 50 yards receiving. Um, technically less than 53 because that was his next lowest game. Yet he had three touchdowns in that game with 53 yards. So that made up for it. I mean, monster. He, number one overall PPR. Number two in standard. Um, eighth overall player in PPR. Shocker, 100% rostered. Uh, <laughs> shocker, 99% started. Who the hell is in that 1%? And what the fuck is wrong with you? Get out of whatever league you're in. Stop playing fantasy football. You don't deserve to own Devontae Adams. Jackass. Uh, I, I don't even know. I can't even do the math this quick, but he's got a F ton of touchdowns. So, I, you know, this guy is just Too many. Yeah. the definition of consistency. Yeah, no. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, he was... One of one of the only wide receiver ones that you can rely on week in and week out. I mean, yeah, and that's you know a lot of thanks to Rogers just being even way more amazing this year. Uh, so we're gonna give out a uh, the Jonas Gray One Week Wonder Award, and, and I love this name. Great, great on the fly pick there for you, man. Um, Slayton. I mean, yeah, he dealt with some injuries this week or this year. I mean, but I mean, outside of the first week, <laughs> it nothing. I mean, hundred, you know, start off hot. Like I, I, I liked him coming in. Yeah, six for nine, hundred, hundred two, caught two touchdowns. I was like, man, nailed that one. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. He sort of banged up and never really came back, and maybe that played a big part in it. You know, had one other over 100-yard game. Unfortunately, didn't score that game. Then scored the next week. So, like, those were, like, okay games. But, man, like, single digits the rest of the way. It's just you couldn't rely on this guy. Easily, easily drop, uh, Yeah, you know, after a few weeks. So, it, yeah. it was hard. I, I had I had to throw him in here a, a little selfishly because I owned him in so many leagues. Um, I just had such high hopes for him coming into this year. You know, he he had a really nice rookie season, um, and and he did kick returns last year too, which helped him out a little bit. And yeah, you know, point or uh, leagues that that count points for that. But he had eight touchdowns last year on and only seven hundred forty yards. Um, this year he has the same amount of receptions on eight more targets. It just seems like the the past few weeks he's had eight targets, nine targets, eight targets, and he's got two catches, four catches, three catches. Yeah, this is not working, man. No yardage. I mean, mean, it's just not there. Some of that's also because, you know, Daniel Jones has been hurt. Yeah. And Colt McCoy has been playing. But he, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's not all on Slayton. It's not all on Slayton, but Slayton's not been right either. Slayton's been playing injured all year. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, though, man. The one-week wonder for him was... It was it was the first week, and that was what it was. I mean, there was a couple week. other guys that I was trying to put in. I mean, honestly, you could almost stick with the Patriots and go with James White because he just didn't really ever show up this year. Um you know, Should we obviously, do Watkins again. Because <laughs> week one, 
Week yeah. one, 82 yards and a touch, and then bye. That. Yes, he yeah. does it every year, though. But yeah, I, I'm yeah, with you. But they're yeah. saving him for the playoffs, Joe. Come on. I mean, they're saving him for the playoffs. Yeah, did, did I say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's dip into our new category that uh, I will take the credit for naming. Well, no, I didn't take this one. Did I? This was sort of Jeff, and then you kind yeah, of morphed no. it into well, a team. I'm, yeah, I made it the whole team, but it's the That's So 2020 All-Star team. Take it away. Yeah, All-Star is loosely, <laughs> loosely used here. Quarterback Carson Wentz. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I mean, Bum. how much... Ugh. I have an award later that I almost wanted to use Wentz on, but I didn't. I used somebody else that is easily used all over the place. But Carson Wentz was close for me. Dude, what happened? You let me down, man. I had I, I gave you all my faith and you no. Terrible. AJ AJ bailed off long ago, but I thought it was just his, you know. Being an Eagles fan, being pissed off at you for losing games. But I was like, look, there's no receivers involved. And then finally, I saw you on primetime television. Finally, I got to see a full game of you and went, oh, no. No. That's what he was talking no. about. No. Now I know exactly what AJ's talking about. Oof, man. Like, you miss wide open dudes sitting in the flat, just waiting. Just like, hey, I'm open. Now I get my plate over, dude. Like, no. Like, what the hell? Come on. Bad. Disappointing. And uh, I don't know what the Eagles are going to do with you. I'm, I'm hearing that they're going to keep. I'm hearing that they're going to keep you and work on you. Uh, they've but so much how money in hell, invested in them. It's I mean, hard not to. But that contract. If they do, the Eagles are going to pay at least half of it. There's no way. Um, yeah. But I, mean, I, I don't see how they give up this job. Give this job back to back to once at this point so it'll um, be an open competition going into next year yeah. whatever the hell that means we'll see. i mean like i'm not i'm not totally sold yeah you know either but you know so we'll see what happens here with Wentz. uh yeah i, I still think he's got talent but I, I just think he he somehow got like gun shy or he's scared i don't know i don't know if some of the injuries have caught up to him you know, because his legs were a big part of it, and he's been injured. You know, lower body injuries a yeah, lot. Yeah, he and hasn't so, like, been able. Maybe to that's maybe that's really caught much. up and really affected his play. Um, but anyway, give the, give the running backs here. All right, so the running backs, two, you know, early season uh, kicks to the dick. Honestly, um, you had Fournette in there getting traded, finally getting his wish and freeing himself from Jacksonville. So enter the Ryquel Armstead uh, fan base and bandwagon and whatever other term you want to use to pimp Ryquel Armstead. The dude gets COVID not once, but twice and is gone for the entire season. Nobody sees him, hears anything from him. Yeah, like uh, or, or anything major after complications what, from it too. Like it's crazy, man. Four, five. I don't think I heard this dude's name unless it came out of my own mouth. Um, he was forgotten completely. And enter James Robinson, who we've already talked about. 
winning an award tonight. So, you know, round of applause for James Robinson again. That that one, you know, was just just weird. Uh, and then the other one is Mr. Damian Williams. Um, nice big kick straight to my dick. So thanks for that. In a league where I didn't have jack squat for running backs. And you boned me. So yeah, managed to get some running backs, but none of them really I don't, not, didn't matter. So and, and kudos to him for sitting out and taking the, the healthy road. I have no issues against that at all. Um, just want to be clear on that. He's obviously not the only one who sat out this season um, and, and wanted to take the health of himself uh, and his family and, and loved ones into account. Awesome for all of the people who could do that and, and afforded to do that and, and whatnot. But so many people were high on Dame Williams this year, you know, coming back in and being the main running back even with the drafting of CEH. And it's just like, uh, all right, Williams is still going to be the guy. He's going to have to be the one to start this. Oh, wait, never mind. He's benched. He's, he's decided to sit himself out for the season. Yeah, so, that definitely hurt. Uh, yeah. Wide receivers here. First off the bat, Henry Ruggs. Uh, first, first receiver taken in the overall NFL draft. Um. I guess had a good week one because he scored a touchdown. But, dude, like, I know we dealt with injuries, but, man, he was catching, like, one and a half pass a game. (laughs) What did Gruden see in this dude? And if he saw it, why didn't he utilize him better? He was more than a deep threat. You give him short, you give him slants, you give him out routes, you give him screen passes. This guy, like, I've watched, I watched a little bit of tape on this guy. Rugs can move. Mm-hmm. He knows how to run through traffic. I've seen it. Why was he only a deep threat guy, but he absolutely destroyed teams? And, like, nobody saw that coming. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rugs and Gruden, for being 2020 and not utilizing your players correctly. Um, Diva Samuel. Another guy people were really high on. Now, granted, not his fault. He was phenomenal when on the field, but yeah, was more, field, more what injury. three times. <laughs> but yeah, just another kick in the nuts, twenty twenty style. Uh, Debo, you know, a lot of people, including us, were were really high on, and and for good reason. And we saw it when he was on the field; he was just amazing because that offense really could only support one receiver, and then of course Kittle. Uh, even when Kittle was off the field, they could only support one receiver, it felt like. So Debo should have been way better than he was, but he just unfortunately was injured and just didn't work out. So go ahead. Yeah. All right. So finish it up here with the That's So 2020 All-Star tight end. We've already mentioned this name, regrettably. Uh, Tyler Higby. Congratulations. Come on down. You bet a dollar and then ended up getting beat by somebody who bet $2 in The Price is Right because the price for you was wrong. Anyway, um, you suck, I'm just going to drink to this because Higby is... You're a miserable excuse for anything involving ownership. Um, 
thanks for scoring three touchdowns against the Eagles, you jack clown. And, and then doing absolutely nothing. I know. After that. I was ready to drop you. Then he did that and made me hold on to you for like another. It's like okay. He had I, a, I, was, he had I was like, oh, but he's, he's got to hit right, it. Let's. I I spent way too much draft capital on him. Oh, bam! Yeah, see, there's the Higby I know and love. And where did that go? Nothing. Terrible. Yeah, that that was bad. I didn't realize how much Higby being fully healthy or sorry, Everett being healthy was going to matter. I do got to wonder, though, with Everett being a free agent this year, if he moves on, are we going to buy back into Higby? (laughs) If he's the only tight end on the team, though, like. We see what one tight end does on this team. When Higby without Everett was good, when Everett was out, Higby was really good. If he's the only viable tight end on this team, I don't know. I might do it again. Yeah, I, I know. I can't do it. Not, not, I, not awesome. Not awesome. But there's so many to, mouths to feed. To you know, you're gonna have a hopefully healthy and more established Acres next year. You still potentially got Cup and Woods and Reynolds. Um, I'm not sure if any of them Jefferson are free agents. Will, will come yeah, up. Van Jefferson could step up a little bit more. I mean, I, I get the hesitation, but man, if you're one of those guys who are going to wait <laughs> on a tight end, Higby, you might be able to do a lot worse, and he could really, he could really be like a super sleeper next year if Everett's out. Is he going to be next year's Hayden Hurst though? Everybody's going to be on his jock, and then he's going to just disappoint. Hayden Hurst was awesome. For the first like half of the year, and then that offense fell apart, and it wasn't it wasn't on Hurst, man. It really wasn't. I yeah, that Ryan couldn't do anything without Julio there. It was incredible. The only guy could could do anything without Julio there was Calvin Ridley, and Ridley probably would have done better with Julio still there. Maybe not as many yards, but he probably would have scored. A few more times. That offense was atrocious without Julio. And I've yeah. never seen one player, especially a receiver, make that much difference on a team. Yeah, I just feel like Hurst had such a hype train coming in. And I was he on did, it. I mean, but he I still was like a tight end 9 or 10 going into the draft season. So Yeah. I mean, he it wasn't out of control. In PPR, so. I was just willing to wait on both him and Higby. <clears throat> Because I thought both yeah. of them could, you know, do very well. And I was wrong on Higby, right on Hurst for half a season, and then the offense got obliterated. Yeah. So, so whatever. All right. All right. Let's dip into our 2020 all-injury team. This is incredible. Um, <laughs> not, not much to say here, but you can just I, rip through these, man. I, I mean, quarterback, obvious, Dak Prescott. I mean, that hurt the most because of how well he did early in the season, which he was highly touted coming in, um, but their defense sucked so bad in Dallas that he had to be that much better to actually keep them competitive. Um, Gets injured. Season's done. All right. CMC and Saquon are the running backs here. For obvious reasons. Duh, they're injured. No. The CMC just killed people more 
to me than Saquon because Saquon went out early but never came back. CMC attempted to come back and then re-injured himself again and hasn't done shit or even played since then. So, Got a question for you on CMC. You taking him number one overall next year? Nope. I already told I already told uh, um, the guy who finished second in my home league today that I might not even keep him next year because he'd cost me a first again. If I have a late first rounder. Who are you taking instead? So in a redraft league, who who are you taking first overall? In a redraft league, first overall, I would take uh, Kamara over him. I would take Cook over him. I would take Henry over him. I would take Devontae over him. You're wrong. It's McCaffrey. Dude, these injuries are not... No. They're... He was... You know he was still, even in his three games, he still scored the most points per game as a running back? He's still a beast. He even got injured in that third game. Played through it and still scored like two touchdowns, even with that injury. I'm all on the CMC train. Like, I, I, if I get the first pick, I want him. I don't want the first pick next year because I do think there's a lot of value to have a later pick. Uh, just because there's so many question marks up top. Like, Cook is injury prone. Henry is Henry's Henry, you know. But in PPR and half PPR leagues, like he loses a little bit of value. Like, I don't know yeah. how much more pounding that body can take of his. Like, he's a monster. I get it, but like, I just. You know, the way he started this year, it was kind of like, ooh, well, maybe uh, I don't want the Saquon who's going to go up. You know, I don't trust him right now. Kamara was up and down, and we have no idea what's going to happen with Breeze. So, yeah, CMC is my number one, but I kind of want a later pick so I can grab, like, two really good players, even if it's, like, a Kelsey and Adams. Like, fine. (laughs) I probably won't get both of those, but, like, if I get, like, a a Kelsey and a, I don't know, even like Miles Sanders, who I think has to be better next year. Like, maybe hopefully he's not injured. Like, I'd love that start. Yeah, he he's another one that we could have been like a honorable mention on this, but we we got another guy played, that we'll talk about. He played enough. Flex. He yeah, he played count. enough to not be. All right, so receivers uh, in a three receiver set. We got Michael Thomas. We got Galladay. We got Sutton. I mean, obviously, Thomas sat, you know, the majority of the year um, dealing with injuries. Very similar to CMC, where he did kind of come back and had some flashes, but then, you know, wasn't good with uh, Breeze. And then he wasn't, you know, connecting with Taysom on, on a given week or two. So he'll be interesting next year, too. Uh, are you still taking him in the first round next year if you have a late first? Uh, I'm assume, hoping he... Assume Breeze retires. So, so you have either Taysom or Winston as your quote-unquote heir apparents right now, which I would think they would give the nod to Hill, but... I don't... I mean... I also heard something a long time ago, or not a long time ago, like once the Hill experiment was over and Breach was coming back, that they were saying that you know if it was if it was a full season, they they might give it to Winston, which was like what? Okay, um, 
That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think there's a, a too much unknown right now with that decision. But uh, your question is about Saquon, right? About like if he's a first rounder. No, no, to no. Me. Michael oh. Thomas, late, late oh, sorry, first round. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he still is. I, th- I still think he's talented. Um, you know, we, we saw what Hill can do with him. And if Winston's there, I mean, I think Winston is obviously going to, you know, he wants to pass the ball a ton and just pass it downfield. Like that's the yeah. one thing he'll do is like chuck it downfield, right? So, um, saw you just cracked open another beer. I'm going to give out. I did. Because I've saved these beers in the fridge for these shows, I had two left over for this last show of the football season. This other one is Oliver Brewing Company. We have five on it. 8% double dry hop, double IPA. It's a good one. Gave it a four and a quarter on untapped. So, um, yep, that's my last one of the fancy football season. Nice. What did you just crack open? Uh, I just cracked open a uh, double duck pin, double IPA from Union Brewing in Baltimore. Uh, I think it's an eight-ish or so, eight point five, twelve ounce. Cool. All right, yeah, moving on. All right, so tight end Ertz, we already mentioned him. Disappointing all around. Uh, our flex position, we got Joe Mixon, and our bench positions, we just put OBJ and Julio. Obviously, Julio had huge games when he was in. And it was kind of hard to put him in as a starting receiver because he played almost enough games. But eh, he just he was just a, a question mark all the time going into every week. Yeah, man. And those games where know. he was like in those games where he was questionable and you started him like he did nothing and sucked. So yeah, no. total, total killer, man. Uh, yeah. Like just, just think about this line for a second. Let's recap this real quick. Dak, CMC, Saquon, Michael Thomas, Galladay, Sutton, Ertz, Mixon, OBJ, and Julio. Like, holy crap. Granted, you could have never drafted this team because they were all really high up there. But like, those, all of those players are just incredibly good. Uh, so yeah. Uh, tough, tough blow for fantasy this year with those guys. But uh, we have two last awards. And uh, AJ, go ahead here, man. Oh, uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I've been All right, so chatting away. I'm the, uh, the one award here is, uh, is these were Jeff's idea, and I liked them. So one is the player, myself, Joe, wasted a lot of hot air on, and there were a lot. <laughs> They were totally a lot. I mentioned one earlier. Galladay was one. Oh, buddy. The other one here, Le'Veon Bell is my winner. Le'Veon Bell, I touted you a little bit in preseason as, uh, you know what, you can't suck as bad as last year with the Jets. Well, you, you didn't last with the Jets, so that didn't matter, and you weren't good. And then you signed with Kansas City and pretty much ruined Clyde Edwards-Hilaire season and didn't do anything for yours. People just got too hyped up about you. Myself sort of included. I mean, I wasn't like, you got to buy, buy, buy. He's going to be the guy. But 
Like, I just talked way too much about you, and I'm still talking too much about you, so I'm going to stop, and AJ, you're going to move on. (laughs) Yes, we've wasted plenty of air time and air molecules talking about Le'Veon this year. Oh, man. So the final award of the season is... The player who pissed off AJ the most. <laughs> wow. Where do I start? Um, let's see. Oh. I could probably go down the entire That's So 2020 All-Star team again and the 2020 All-Injury team most of again. Um, it's got to be personal, though. Go. Actually, I will. I will stick with the all injury team two of them cmc and mt i had michael thomas as keepers cmc was a first but michael thomas was a late round keeper burned me in my home home league uh or helped to just kill the demise of my team there but i'm actually going to go with the person who pissed me off the most the absolute most this year has to be kenny galladay Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. I mean. Can it not be Galladay? Can it instead be the Lions coaching staff? Because good God, why wasn't this motherfucker put on the IR? Yeah, yeah, we could could do that. My my honorable mention for weeks one and two (laughs) would be Leonard Fournette. Because... (laughs) Uh, I started him. He was my first running back taken in fishbowl this year. Stupidly. Oh, ouch. Uh, in the, in the th- oh, yeah, third. Yeah. No, I did take him in second round. I believe I, after taking what? the home at the one, two, I think I took Fournette. Yeah. Cause oh. my entire league drafted running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. And I was like, Oh, great. Ooh. Um, I mean, I would have taken Saquon, so it, I'm glad I stuck with Mahomes. But I could have had Aaron Jones. Uh, I could have had probably any other running back. Whatever your hate whatever. story is. doesn't matter. It's not helping. It's, see? That's what I'm telling you. Fournette. Um, you know, he, he's an intramural soccer field. Fournette's. Two of them. Sorry. Uh, I played him week one. He does absolutely jack effing shit. Five attempts and five yards. One reception for 14 yards. Great. Thanks, bro. Cost me my week one matchup. Guess what? You're getting benched now. Then he puts up 25.6 points, rushes for 100 yards on 12 carries, two touchdowns, four for 13 in week two. Great. Thanks for doing that on my I bench. Thought, I thought, yeah, I thought your he most sucked. pissed off player was Galladay. I, well, for weeks one and two, it was Fournette. Oh, okay. Because Galladay was already I, injured. I, I knew that. We're doing here. I so got confused. Great. But the rest of the season, absolutely Galladay. Oh, guess what? I also had him and Scott Fishbowl. So yeah, yes. I had Galladay. Everybody that's this on year. my Scott Fishbowl team, not named Mahomes and probably Allen Robinson, I think I could go with. Um, uh, yeah, 
And, uh, and you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Joey Bosa too for my 32 team league um, because the two weeks that I happened to play the Chargers team uh, who managed to go undefeated in the regular season, make it to the championship game, and then took a, took a hard loss to the Washington football team, a hard-fought battle, well-played, good season. You still won an F-ton more money than I did. But Joey Bosa, I don't know what kind of voodoo that guy had. And trust me, I know voodoo. But whatever the hell he did, the first time we played, Bosa was on the bye week. And this was my first round pick in a 32-team league. And I picked towards the end. Okay, great. So I don't have Joey Bosa because of the bye. The first time I play the Chargers, they beat me. The next time I play the Chargers, oh, good. Can't screw me on the bye week this week. What do you mean you're injured, Bosa? Lost again. Hmm. So we have, we have a lot of players. A lot, AJ there's a lot of players that piss me off. There's probably more players that haven't pissed me off that, you know, compared to the ones that did. And I could probably say that every year. Um, well, you, know, you know who mine is, and I ranted about him two weeks ago. When, or no, it was just last week. Oh, when, yeah, uh, Keenan Allen. Don't sit me, bro. Why? F you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, that's all we've got. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's a little fun, a little long, but, you know, it's a good, good ending show. Lots lots of awards. Hey, it, you know what? This is about average for us. Shut up, Jeff. Yeah. Um, Quiet producer. Don't don't give us extra yeah. don't give us extra I- award ideas next time. Yes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> don't make me edit slides on the fly. <laughs> all right. Um anyway. So that's all we got for the uh the end of the season. Fantasy football twenty twenty is coming to a close. Wanna thank you all for listening and watching us live. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Hopefully, we can figure out how to get on Twitter live instead of Periscope. Whatever the hell that switch happens, I don't know what's going to happen here. But uh, yeah, yeah, we had fun. AJ, I'm sure, sometimes has fun, even though it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yes. 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 That's exactly what I was hoping for there. Um, so I'll both grow Always. pretty... His is bigger than mine because it's it's been growing out for what two months. Mine's been growing out for about a month. I'm catching up, but longer than that. I don't even know if my my. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shave mine soon. I'm I'm not there yet, but I've been growing I've been growing the playoff beard. It's it's uh been about a month. So yeah, I can, I can yeah you can twirl a little bit more than I me. can. I can get I can get my twirl on. You can get the uh, the biker what's beard a, there. What's her name? Kenya Moore, twirl, twirl. Anybody that's a, a Real Housewives of Atlanta fan, nope. not no, saying that I absolutely am. Absolutely not. Um, no, but it, the fact been, that you know who that is, means I've been that forced to watch you know, shows you know, I don't you have really two like. TVs in the house. I know you do. You have two TVs in the house. You're not forced to watch anything. I'm gonna call you, you out. A bet. I'm forced to watch uh, Pickwick Pack. Uh, okay, you talk about kids shows. That's different. Bear and Lemmings thing that the kid shows that's different talk in some weird language and I don't watch. Hey, to booty is the only. Yeah, no, 
Uh, anyway, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so All right. Fantasy baseball season will be kicking off soon. Uh, probably about a month from now, right, AJ? Right after Super Bowl. What? What is right after baseball? the Super Bowl? What baseball. is baseball? Yeah, baseball. Forget about that, right? We usually start. Uh, right. So no, I didn't forget about despite it. Despite AJ's burping, I will have a new background the next time you see me on air. As I am AJ's moving, moving northward, moving away from me. Not that I've seen him in a year because of COVID. Thank you very much. Um, a month and a half ago. Shut up. We're not supposed to die, right? <laughs> uh, anyway. Zoom. Be social distanced at a restaurant. Shut up. Outside. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So we will be doing fantasy baseball starting up in early to mid-February. Yeah. Um, might try to change things up this year, but not totally sure. But yeah, we will be kicking things off then and going through March and then all the way through the baseball season and the rest of the year pretty much. So. Tune in there if you're big baseball fans. Uh, don't unfollow us just because football's over. Um, cheers to everybody, including yourself, AJ and Jeff. I don't know if you have a drink with you tonight, but uh, cheers. Great season, everybody, and uh, we should sign off. Cue All the right. music, Jeff. <laughs>